Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, descriptions of the latest anime series, brutal honesty, and geeky rants. Listener discretion is advised. American Anime Club, Episode 2, Spring Anime for 2015. Hey guys, it's Zan, here for another fun-filled episode of the Spyrokin Anime Club. Now, I want to let you guys know this is, we're trying something a little new, so we're not going to have our usual ratings or rants. If you want to hear a different episode, check out www.spyrokin.com for some of our earlier reviews of different animes and mangas and movies and video games. Also, check out the Speakeasy podcast at reversethieves.com. Thanks again, Alan, for doing this amazing episode with me. So sit back and enjoy our review of all the new stuff coming out or that have come out this year. Let's get on with the show. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. This is Spyrokin's Anime Club, our very relaxed and chilled out discussion podcast. I'm Zan, for those who don't know, and with me today is someone from the awesome and amazing Reverse Thieves podcast and blog. Hi, I'm uh, Alan Mendez, otherwise known as Hisui or HisuiRT on Twitter. And as Zan here has mentioned, I'm from the Reverse Thieves blog and Speakeasy podcast. Yes, and this is our third, or technically third official anime review, but we're talking over all the stuff's going on in 2015. There's so much crap out now, and so much good stuff, too. I mean, so Alan, I think we should just BS about the stuff which is still premiering before we get to the new stuff, like, I can't understand what my husband is saying, or should we go right into the new stuff? Oh, uh, you know, let's talk about the, the you know, the re returning stuff i feel like i saved the best for last like the most interesting part for last i agree so let's start off with the, the most important series jojo's <laughs> yeah i mean definitely it's super cool still going strong i mean if you're not watching jojo's i don't know what how are you wasting your time watching anime i know it's still i'm surprised there's still good i mean there's no filler it's like the manga and i'm still completely digging it I have heard a lot of people complain that they do feel like the fights, especially how they went through all of the tar- the tarot, and now they're working on the Egyptian cards. They're like, oh, this just feels like, you know, your standard shonen fighting series now. It is your standard shonen fighting series. It's just fucking insane. And it's the best. It's like the best iteration of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Oingo Boingo make the series. <laughs> That's that. That's all I was waiting for was Oingo Boingo, and I was like, "Are they going to screw it up?" And they did it perfect. 
So and I think I think they did the whole part with the Arby um, well enough for at least yes people yes. who like the OAV to at least be like I still like the OAV more, but I'll give you you did a good job TV anime. Uh, it's just as long as JoJo's is out there and in the public, that's all that matters. I have a question. Uh, uh, have you read the manga? Yes, we've actually. So, one manga that we've actually been reviewing each section. We're currently up to, even though we're behind, we're up to section five right now. Do you do you think that they're going to do part four? I I am one of the few people who likes part four because I think that um, Killer Queen is an awesome stand. <laughs> Mm. It's fucked up, but it's an awesome scene. Also, I love the Heaven's Gate because I love because I love it. It's it's Iraqi's personal stand. You could open people up, and then you could write in notes to them. I mean, I hope they do it. I, I mean, I I really like that one, and I feel like manga fandom used to not like that one, but they've come around, kind of like Turn A Gundam yeah. in in the Gundam thing. But I feel like. If people think that uh, part three has time wasting, I mean, as much as I love part four, they doopty do around a lot in that section. True. Invisible baby. And I mean, they basically like, we could look for the serial killer in town, or we could try to make money with our stands. Time to do the second one. Wah, 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 wah. Well, maybe they'll make it shorter. Maybe they'll cut out some of that filler. I think it's a really good part, but I feel like I'm wondering how many people are going to stick around for part four if they do it. And mm. Because I feel like part five and part six, I mean, the parts after that are really awesome. I would hate for people to just write off part four because of pacing. Hmm. Well, I think the American audience may, but the Japanese audience, they love JoJo's. That's why it's such a prolific series. So I think they'll stick around. So that may keep it going. I mean, I feel like the Japanese audience really liked Part 4. I don't think they had any problem with it. I just they feel like as much as the American fandom is obsessed with pacing, I'm wondering how much that's going to kill off some of the JoJo's hype. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, it could be like... Well, some of the series with long pacing, One Piece, for example, has some rough spots, but it's still popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I mean, people put up with how much filler in Naruto. Uh, thank goodness that's over. Thank so, so they might have complained a lot, but they still stuck with it anyhow. So maybe I'm like jumping the gun about being worried about it. No, uh, the, the true anime fan who lasts past the two years, they will stick through it. The casual ones, they're going to be done. That's what my prediction is. But, I mean, but we'll have to wait and see. It is JoJo's. We could do an entire podcast on JoJo's, but... Uh, so, let's move on to the other big one, Knights of Sidonia. Have you checked that out yet? No, um, I try to watch as much as I can legally. Okay. And so, it's that weird disconnect, since they have it on Netflix, that it comes out later, and then I forget about it. And I know, like, some people love that because then, you know, basically comes out on Netflix, it's all there, you can marathon it, or you could watch a whole bunch of episodes and come back to it. I know people love that, but it always throws off my watching schedule. 
No, I, I agree. It's, I, I liked how they did it with Daredevil. I love how Netflix does it. But with this series, I just wanted to get the pilot out of the way to see if it compared to the rest of it. And since I love the manga, I wasn't disappointed, but it's a brutal new episode to bring you back in. It fills in some gaps from the finale of the first season, but you're like, what the hell? <laughs> And same thing with the other one. I can't understand what your husband is saying. That series, which I don't think anyone's ever going to pick up, but I like it, that picked up in right where it left off. I swear I remember somebody being like super enthused about that show, and I can't remember who it was. Mm, someone in our, our circle of, <laughs> of the Someone internet. on Andy Twitter is real big like proponent of that show oh yeah no i like it because it's like insufficient direction it's something which is kind of every we can all relate to it's like genshikin almost mm. but genshikin is much more us well it's like if saki did it anime yes it's it's more focusing on her so what other seasons um we still doing um durara still coming out uh but yeah that went on break yeah I, is it two sections or three sections i think it's three sections for part two i think yeah, and there's basically season, skip a season, season, skip a season, season. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. It's a great series. Um, I, I know this is the second or third book in the actual light novel series. So I'm glad they're keeping this going. I wish they did that with Bacchano, though. That's I, my I, one regret. I mean, I wonder if, if uh, what do you call it, some of this population popularity and and Bacchino's popularity in the U.S. might get us kind of a railgun real index thing where they're like, all right, after they go through the three seasons of Durara, they might go, all right, here's the new season of Bacchino for you guys. But that might be me, like, just being overly optimistic. It's better to be optimistic than pessimistic and think, ah, this is, they're going to be like, this failed. We'll get, go back to Moe instead of going to something more interesting and better. Uh, so, think the, so I'm trying to think of my list. What else is left that is new? I mean, you have Diamond No Ace, but that's Studio Madhouse doing baseball again. It's okay. I know me and Kate... In uh, our little group, we're watching third season of Kuroko no Basketball. Oh, Kuro and Kuroko still is good. Yeah, yeah. That series, I was really not thinking it was... Because the hype, I thought it was going to be terrible, and I really was shocked. It was. It's almost Epo level. Almost. And it's quality, I think. Yeah, I think uh, it's, a, it's a little bit Ring no Kakarao than Hajime no Ippo in the terms of how the basketball powers work. But, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think it's a fun show. Uh, if you like sports series, I think it, it fills that little sweet tooth for you. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good introduction to sports series like, not uh, a little like iShield was. Mm -hmm. I know. Last on my list is Kaito Joker, second season. I haven't checked that out yet. Have you? Uh, I watched the, the a little bit of the first season. It's a very kids show. Um, Phantom Thief show. Okay. Uh, it was it was sweet. Uh, just I had enough on my plate. And uh, it wasn't compelling enough as a kid show to make me watch it. But it's like one of those series where if it got a dub, it would actually probably be a good show to watch with your kids. Oh, yeah. No, um... 
my nephew I'm slowly converting into uh, the into the anime fandom slowly. If they can read subtitles, yeah, it's a fun share show. So like, watch with the kids and not uh, you know. So I'll definitely well, so definitely that's worth checking out. Sailor Moon is almost done. Uh, Crystal. Uh, I'm still hanging in there, even though I haven't watched. I've, I've been, you know, I've been kind of just waiting to queue it up because it's not a bad show. It's just it's a show. Well, I mean, I well, uh, we're watching. I totally, I always forget that Sailor Moon Crystal is a running show. Uh, like we kind of watch it out of obligation. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, and it doesn't help that this is like kind of the like uninteresting part of Sailor Moon S. Yeah, this is the 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 more interesting part was well with I and Alan. <laughs> the Doom Tree was better. Oh, I, I meant the more interesting part of S being with uh, um, Uranus and Neptune. Oh, you're talking about uh, oh yeah. Or is this still R? I forget. This is still R. That's why right. I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally forget this is still part of R. Yeah, yeah, no, this is the lame part of R. Yeah, but uh, the only thing, I only have one prerequisite. by the Because one thing I love in anime series is if you use the, the most popular opening theme, you use it in the, in the last fight. If with the Doom Phantom they use Moon Pride, I will be vindicated for the entire show. I, I don't have that kind of confidence. In, not, I, I don't think anything could really redeem Sailor Moon Crystal, but I mean... It's just my little thing. It's, it, it bumps it up from a D to a C. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the original Sailor Moon anime is still around, and you can watch it, and that's like, you know, buckets of fun. Oh, I have the I have the, both of the original Viz uncuts. The ones which were in the books? Yeah, I found them in a garage sale, and I was like, yes, I am buying this. It's like, you buy it for your daughter? Yes. Of my... course. Who else would I buy it for? <laughs> Meanwhile, watch, watching the baby episode and laughing hysterically <laughs> from season two. Okay, uh, so now let us get to some of the new stuff. Oh, and... wait, 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 wait. Wait, what am I forgetting? one show that I have to talk about as my obligation as Alan Mendez, a.k.a. Hisui. Oh, well, yes, yes, yes. com as I, a continuing show. I know, I forget, I know. So. <laughs> I mean, if I don't talk about Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works Part 2... Part of my soul weeps, and and, uh, the, and your street cred and your internet cred will be gone forever. <laughs> yeah, like I guess you don't care about Saber anymore. So that's Ooh. still pretty damn awesome. Uh, UFO Table is just a quality studio, still putting out good stuff. I'm really impressed by this season because they've gotten Nasu to add a lot of background information. So if you've only played the visual novels or seen the rather infamous Dean movie, it's worth checking out because uh, there's a lot of new scenes with Caster, who's kind of always the more ignored servant. Yeah. And, uh, so actually seeing Nasu go back and give her an interesting original master as opposed to, uh, he was some guy and he died and he wasn't that important. And uh, I didn't really think about how he should fit in thematically with everything else. 
him him to go back and put in a new character that works a lot more thematically with all the other servants and masters was really cool and the new Ilias stuff and it's just tons of fun exactly what i wanted thank you ufo table all right so now let's get to the full new stuff from spring 2015 and we have a lot of stuff but i'm going to cover just the stuff we've seen because there's a lot i haven't seen and i'm i know you haven't seen yet like mm. the first one I'll start off with is the miniseries Bar Kira Ware Yasai. Have you checked that out? What what is that? That one is about it's a bar that's for food. It's a three minute short about this these vegetables going to a bar and they talk about their oh. problems and the mysterious bartender says something that's supposed to be funny but it's just bizarre and then the episode ends. I know, I, I swear I I didn't even I didn't has that been officially released or I think Crunchyroll is picking up later, but it hasn't been officially released yet. Ah, ah, yeah, that's why I haven't watched it. But yeah, I remember somebody talking about it and being like, that is bizarre. It is weird. I mean, the fact it's a three-minute episode that goes quick, it's kind of good filler. Like, if you have an anime club, you just put it on, but the episodes make no sense. The first episode, the pilot, is Broccoli versus um, Celery arguing over who is hated more. And then the end joke is, oh, you're both hated equally. <laughs> that reminds me, I didn't watch this. I don't know if you did. Did you see that new series about the American family that goes to Japan? Um, you're talking about Ikoko Iko? Nihon o Taberu? Yeah. The animation's weird. It, oh, yeah, it looks so much more Western than Japanese. Yeah, it's a slice of life, but it's a food anime. Yeah, yeah, I just, I wanted to watch it, but nobody's officially picked that up. Yeah, no, it's, um, supposedly it's based on a book, so there is a legitimate book on it, and that one's licensed, and it's written in English as a British travel book. So I was actually thinking about picking that up before I do a major review on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go with the most perverted of the bunch, I think. Punchline. <laughs> I wanted to like Punchline. I really did. And... There's a lot to like about Punchline, oddly enough. Yeah, there's a it's got great animation. The first concept, when you first see it, it was like, wait, is this a superhero show? Is it a spirit show? Is it a video game? Kind of was cool, but then I was just scratching my head. <laughs> but and, and like the com the comedic timing, like Mappa obviously knows how to do good comedic timing. Like that the thing where the cat opens up the the video to show the guy. And he accidentally plays the cat porn. Yes, yes. Uh, and then he just quickly like goes to the side like it never happened. Yeah. Like the timing on the jokes when or the part where she does the transformation. Yeah, and it's in her mind that says, What's really happening? Like so yeah, like every like you wanna like punchline, and it could even be as pervy if or like a commentary on pervy, but like, when they just do, like, the two-second-long panty shot, like, lingers, you're like, oh, I see. Yeah it's, yeah, it's this type of show. And I was like, it's a Noitanama show, and I'm like, oh, cool, Noitanama, awesome. But then I was like, no, it's a fan service show. No. <sighs> I will say it's got a good, interesting hook, the fact that he can rewind time. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, like, 90% of a good show right there just waiting for them to cut out that 
horrible 10% to make it into something really great, but they never cut out that 10% and it kind of sinks in. Yeah, I just... Um, how many episodes did you check out? I just checked out the first one, and we were like, ah, uh, my, my general idea was if... I'm sure some people are just going to hate watch it, and if it turns around and, like, nah, like, you just have to put up with the constant panties in your face, but if you get to the end... It's like, oh no, it actually is really good. Then I might go back and watch it. But I was like, nah, I got enough other good things to watch that yeah. I'll just let the internet tell me if this is worth watching. Yeah, that's it exactly. I just, I'm going to wait on it. Um, from there, I mean, that's just, from there, let's go to another show, which just, I I just, I don't get, is Edotame. You didn't watch that, right? No, no, no. That one, it's what interests me is I'm a mythology buff. So the fact it's about the twelve zodiac signs, I was like, oh, cool, kind of Saint Seiya, a little bit fruits basket maybe, and it's kind of the fruits basket premise. It's you got the twelve zodiacs, and then of course the cat wants to be a zodiac, but she doesn't want to be a zo, but she's not a zodiac, so it turns into a fighting tournament. It's like okay, that's kind of cool concept, but you have these well drawn characters, then when they go into fighting mode, they turn mole. That is. You almost expect it to be the other way around. Like, let's have them be Moe most of the time, but when they go into fighting mode, let's whip out the like the real animation. Yeah, like kind of like Panty and Stockings, how they did the transformations. That's what I was hoping, but it's not. And the main cat, Nyatan, she makes Osaka from Azumanga Daio look like a rocket scientist. That that's an impressive trick. She is a complete and utter moron, and I'm like, um, okay, so she's actually a cat. I could kind of, and the way I mean, the way that the the zodiacs in their human form are designed is kind of cool. Like, but you can't identify half of them, and the fact that they make note of all the little incidentals, like saying, "Oh, remember that thing that happened in part A of the episode? What's part A? Never mind. Never mind that." They kind of there's hints of an interesting show, but it's for the Moe crowd. Mm. I just... Blah. Yeah, no. I just... Uh, I saw enough of just in previews and stuff to be like, yeah, nah, skip. Still, cosplay-wise, I'd love to see people cosplaying. <laughs> but that's just me being... All the bad cosplayers who only cosplay because costumes are good, not because I love the show can do that one. And, exactly. uh, and save... And save the good shows for the good cosplayers. Exactly. Um, you said you saw Uarano Usagi-chan? Yeah. That is just... Like, you know how people say they're Moe shows where nothing happens? Yeah. This is actually a show where nothing happens. Like, I will sum up the first episode. Man, I go to school... Here are my friends. The end. And it's supposed to be for tourism? Like, for that area? So I was expecting, like, oh, like, there won't be a lot of plot, but there'll be, like, scenery porn. Like, to be like, man, you really kind of want to visit our prefecture, because look at this stuff. And no, it wasn't even, like, it didn't, like, they visited a shrine and the such on the way, but, like, not in a way that like would make me go, man. If I, when I take a trip to Japan, I got to visit this town, this you know area. And so it's a waste of five minutes. It's five yeah. minutes of your life that that you'll never get back. 
Yeah, I mean, it's five minutes, and there was nothing offensive about it, so I wasn't insulted, but there's literally no reason. It's not even, like, cutesy enough to, like, pander to the Moe crowd. It is just nothing. It is insubstantial. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, has Ariel done anything good? Not that I can think of. Yeah, so I'm just writing them off now. I'm just like, yeah, Ariel, done. <laughs> if I see them, I'll know to stay away. You had Ore Monogatari. I like that show. Oh, I mean, I know it's Kate's favorite. We've been really enjoying it. It's just, it's a cute love story that kind of plays on your expectations of the normal shoujo romance. Yeah, it follows it beat for beat. And the only thing I thought was different was I liked that opening, even though the opening was just that fable story was kind of bizarre. It's like, yes, I'm your friend, but I'll attack them and then you can make more friends. It's like, but he's your friend. What the fuck? Well, I mean, that's the actual legend. And it's kind of sad because eventually the red Oni makes all these friends, but the blue Oni basically has to be an outcast and basically sacrifices everything so the red Oni can have friends. And it's obviously it's, it's going to be paralleled in the series. So it's, it's not bad. It's a shoujo series. Oh, yeah. I mean, as much as we love it, yeah. I mean, and as much as it plays with certain things that has the... You know, the main character is definitely not your normal shonen, shoujo protagonist or shoujo love interest. That doesn't mean that it is not a shoujo show that is going to appeal to a shoujo audience. I think it's more a shoujo show for people who like shoujo but want something a little bit different from the normal shoujo. Not a shoujo show for people who can't normally watch shoujo. Yeah, it's something just different. That's, it's different. It's It just shows that there's actually other branches that Chojo isn't the same plot. It is, but it isn't. Anyway, so that one, I may watch more. Triage X, you said you didn't watch it. I love it. Um, for those who don't know, pretty much the deal is that you have these nurses in this town who all have big boobs and they're very scantily clad. And by day, they fight regular diseases. Then by night, they're mercenaries that take care of the cancers of society. It's like Gogo 13 meets fan service. But they smile, and it's got a little bit of... No, what am I saying? A little. It's totally etchy. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're, you're like, this is so wrong. I should not be watching this. But that's so awesome, too. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure. And only ten episodes. Eh. I like the manga, too. Hibiki? Euphonium? Oh, yeah. That is very... I heard it's like K-On. N- that, that, that is wrong. Who, who's the studio that does it? Uh, Kyoto Animation. Yeah, it's, you know, although it's Kyoto Animation, it's much more PA worksy than Kayani, if that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. So it's it's not mindless dribble, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but it's much more, there's music, and that's going to be a key, so thereby it's more music than Kayan will ever be, but it's much more also about, like, the interpersonal relationships. I don't think we're going to fully have the full PA Works total, you know, um, look, you know, reliance on the, you know, love triangles and, you know, the other topic being, you know, kind of secondary. But yeah, I don't know. So it's. I've watched three episodes. 
I'm still kind of on board. Um, there's a series I'm trying to remember. It's at the back of my head. Nodame. Is it have that style of interpersonal relationships? Uh, I mean... I mean, it's, not, it's obviously not a, a, a Jose or a Senin, so it's not going to be that level, but... Um, I'd say, I guess for... Not... I love Nodame, so I, I find it hard to just, like, throw something on that level. But, I mean, yeah, I guess for... What you're asking, yes, that level of relationship stuff. And they don't seem to have totally, like, ignored the music because them going to nationals and them kind of learning to come together as an orchestra with their kind of really friendly but also kind of douchebaggy conductor um, does... um, does make it seem like, yeah, it's not going to be all about the relationships and nothing about the music. But, uh, yeah, it is not... Uh, what was that movie that was up for the Oscar about the music? Oh, uh, Whiplash. Yeah, it's not... He's not Whiplash level, but... Okay, okay, that's... Okay, that's good. I mean, he's not, like, a drunk like the guy from Nodame, uh, the conductor. <laughs> but... He is definitely a manipulative bastard. Okay, so this is one definitely worth watching. At least for the first couple. I mean, it's all... What is it? They don't need, it's just going to be ongoing. There is no set last episode, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I'm not fully sold on it, but I'm definitely still... I'm still watching, and I still have hope for it. So, And it's something different. It's music, and it's done tastefully, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be all about discussing cake. Which, while not bad, not for an entire episode. (laughs) Yeah, so let's go to the big one. Arise, alternative architecture. Um, I've given up on these extra series. How was it? (laughs) I I liked it. The alternative architecture is really weird. Because, so they had... Four OVAs that are kind of detail like the beginning of Section 9. And so it starts with like just the Major being scouted and a few of the other members kind of being either neutral parties or against the Major and then them slowly forming Section 9 and kind of having at the end of the fourth episode, kind of like proto-Section 9. So that, you know, when the main series starts, Section 9 will be a real thing. Okay, so it's because it, they did say it was going to be a prequel, and it's set during or after the Fourth World War, so kind of figured that. Does Bato have his... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's definitely after the Fourth World, fourth world War. Everybody's obviously out of the military and kind of trying to find something to do with themselves after the Fourth World War. Mm. But before Section 9 has formed as an official unit. Okay. Kind of how they get recruited into Section 9. That's what Arise is about. Okay, alright. But alternative architecture is weird, because it starts at the fourth episode, where they're in this weird transition thing, and then it goes back to the first three episodes... And then at the end of that, there's e- there's either going to be one or two new 
episodes. So it's completely out of order. Yeah, but for no discernible reason that I can detect. Maybe it's... Well, I could say it's because... Uh, uh, my, what's his name? Uh, is insane, <laughs> but uh, I don't think he has anything to do with this. No, yeah. So it's the, it's not the mangaka. I don't know why they. I, my only theory was that like they wanted something kind of proto section nine to like give people more of a. But I don't feel like anybody is going into alternative architecture who isn't kind of died in the wool ghost in the shell fans. So I don't know why you gotta like uh, it it's really weird. It seems like it is the not the Gundam uh not the Gundam seed, but it's it's like it's one of those series where it's made for the fans, but if you're not a fan, you're not gonna get into it. Kind of like the the second movie was kind of like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. But it's set up in a way. It's just a really. I have no idea why they did that. That is my end answer. I could throw out theories, but none of them fully seem to work. Other than that's what they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. Um. Like I said, I gave up on. Go I, I love Ghost in the Shell. I love the series. I love the manga. I've been ghost out, ghosted out. <laughs> it's just. I mean, yeah. I mean, at that there's. If you feel that way, arise. Alternate architecture is not. It, it is definitely more of the same enough that you're not gonna find anything new. This is basically for people who said, "Man, I want more." Not, "Man, I want something different." No, it's not that. I just, I think at this point, well, anyway, well, that's up for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so next one on the list is Amaro Coco. That was a waste. Uh, EMT Squared released it. It's about a guy who gets called ugly by another guy, and then they meet at a cafe, and then, uh, let's be honest, I just gave up at that point. And the episodes just end so weirdly, like just like somebody threw a handbrake. Yeah, it's in their two minute episodes. So you're just like, what? What happened? Well, you know, uh, you know why I think that is. It's based on a web manga. Mm. That makes that makes a little bit of sense, but I've seen someone made a, a manga based on the gamer uh, manga. Digital, it's is it a manga or manga? I don't, I don't remember. But the gamer, the, that's the yeah. manga. Yeah, they made a web series, and this series is same thing, short episodes, but it's good. And this is well, yeah, this is based on a web manga and directed by someone who doesn't know how to adapt that medium into anime. Yeah. Very clearly. I mean, obviously, it's popular, but I don't know why. Yeah, no, that was just like, man, I'm just glad. I'm glad this was short. If there was a half an hour of this, I'm. Not, uh, I don't think I would be as. Uh, I I agree. I just I, uh, I'm just I after two episodes, I was like, yep, we're done, out the window. Um, so let's see now. We got, should we do the rock or should we go action? Uh, let's do the rock. Show by rock. That show was so weird. I'm not sure. My roommate. 
is keep watching it just because it's so weird. I'm not sure I recommend anybody watch it past the first episode, but I feel like everybody should watch the first episode just for its weird... Just to see how weird that show is. It is a weird show, but it's, and it's based off a video game, but it's almost like you're compelled to watch. It's like a car accident. You want to see where, how more weird it's going to get. That's why my roommate keeps watching it. And like, I can't, like, I definitely say, even if you never watch anything past the first episode, you should just watch that first episode. I'm actually, since I'm doing next uh, year or next big con, I'm going to be doing a music uh, manga and anime panel. I'm throwing this in there, that, that scene from the first episode. Oh, I, you know, I, I had an idea. I mentioned this on when we did the little first episode review of Show by Rock. Someone should just do a panel that's just all the weird scenes. Like, uh, what was that one where it was like in a Meiji era Japan where they're all like electric rock guitarists? Um, uh, what the hell is that? Uh, uh. I know what you're talking about, but brain not remembering straight. Like, scenes from that one, put in some Macross 7, and just do, like, weird music manga. Uh, an anime. Definitely throw in um, AKB48. Oh, yeah, AKB48. There could be, like, just weird scenes from music anime. I'm sorry, not manga. Although you could probably also do a manga one. Oh, yeah, but, no, yeah. But- I'm, no, I'm throwing them all in now, because I've learned that now, as opposed to me just talking, I'd be like, hey, here's a video. Watch. I've discovered it finally, and, and with the new laptop, it makes it easier. Um, but I'd throw in some other stuff, too. I'd throw in heavy metal just to mess with people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, not just those shows, but I'm, yeah, with just those shows and, like, four or five other shows, you could have it. Amazing, like... Check out this weirdness in music anime panel. Yumi and Vinny should collaborate on that. Because Vinny knows a lot of weird music series. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, when we get at AN, we'll, we'll peruse it. Well, Vinny's going to be super stressed out. <laughs> Maybe after AN. Um, so let's go on to something dark and awesome. And I actually like this. Uh, the Legend of Arslan. Oh, yeah, no, that is so amazing. I love the art style for it. I love the design of the series, the music, the ambiance, and it's a kind of prequel to the movie? Well, I mean, the movie was just kind of like selected parts from the the book series. Yeah. Because you know who wrote the book series that this is based on, right? The guy who did Legend of the Galactic Heroes. No. Yes. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. Why it's that makes a lot of sense now. Tanaka, he's has makes great mythologies for his works, and that would make perfect sense for this because it has a great mythology behind it. And it's uh, it's based on a uh, Persian legend. I mean, he takes lots of liberties and makes the story his own, but it's based on a uh, kind of uh, a classic Persian legend, which is something that I don't feel like a lot of. And it's like a section. That like a lot of anime doesn't touch on. It's rare to find anime which is based well one based out of other parts of the world. I mean, you have Helsing, you have a couple others, but it's always interesting to have something different like that. The manga Wolf's Moon, 
that would be perfect. That'd be similar to this. They made to an anime because it's not taking place in Japan. It's taking place in a different part of the world, and it focuses on that aspect, on a mythological legend. That being the legend of William Tell. This is going to be more the legend about Arsland. Yeah, and it has some interesting introspections on societies and religion, and just some awesome fight scenes. I, I, I mean, I just, I, we haven't watched the second episode yet because once again. Uh, its delay on Crunchyroll is far back, but reading the manga, that that part with the flaming cavalry charge, yes, yes, it's inspired. It's read further in the manga than in, in the anime, but it's a great adaptation of it. And I mean, the art is done by the the woman who did um, Full Metal Alchemist, yep. so it's basically like. It's a, one of those combos of like great, you know, great writer with uh, you know being adapted by a you know very talented mangaka, and sometimes that goes wrong, and you get too many cooks ruining the pot, and like separately these people are great, but together they but you know they don't live up to the sum of their parts. But this is really firing on all cylinders, and it, both artists kind of drawing out the best of each other it is and for a story about a kingdom falling and then it's become a revenge story it's done so it's done so well and compared to the other uh mythological series that came out within the last two years talking about goon saga i think this does it better yeah i mean goon saga i like goon saga but i mean this does it better it it was arslan (laughs) Yeah, Arslan is obviously the top of that. Um, so from here, let's go a little more modern to the fictional city of Jerusalem's Lot, or we know it as New York City. <laughs> uh, Kakai Sensen, or the translation? Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yes. <laughs> this series, I like the twists and turns of the series, like the fact that you see the main character's sister reading the letter, and then you find out the twist, and you're like, wait, What? I'm, I'm liking this series. I like the way it's designed. I like the fact it takes place in New York or Jerusalem's lot. And I like how the how weird it is. Yeah, because it has like a like a 20s feel to the New York City. Yeah, it does. Even yeah. though it's obviously modern day, although with, you know, all these spirit creatures being dumped on top of it. Yeah, it seems like it's just a really random world, and I I just love that there's world building, that you have this world that's built, you want to know so much more about everybody, you want to know about Libra, I kind of feel weirded out that the villain's name is Fem, because immediately I, Femt, because immediately I'm like, wait, is that Femto, is that, uh, did, um, uh, what's his name from Berserk Escape, <laughs> he's, he's now someone else? Yeah, he, he had to carry over the, the Berserk tradition, because the Berserk mangaka is just too tied up. With, uh, what do you call it, Idol, Idol Master. Master. <laughs> he is never going to finish that series, and I'm sad about that. It's been two years. I want a new episode, I want a new chapter. <laughs> I want that series done. He's, he's forgotten everything, but, eh, well. But this series, I'm liking. I like the fact that the main character isn't completely useless. He has actually really cool power. But, mm. it's not, but it's not the god mode power. It's a passive ability that kind of works. It's And the other characters of Libra, I'm digging them all. Zap, his sword ability is cool. 
and um, I want to say Brant, but it's not Brant. I didn't write, write his name down, but the head of the of Libra, his martial, blood martial arts is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the leader who looks like um, he's a bartender. Yes, he does. He looks like a bartender wolf man. Um, now this is it. This is uh, it's on Funimation, but is it getting a dub or? I I feel like it has to be. I mean, it's by the same author. the The manga that it's based on is by the same author who does Trigon. I feel like. Funimation, if they're not putting a dub on it, I'd be like literally shocked. They just might not be trying to simul-dub it like some of their other series. Yeah. And and Studio Bones, they do good work. And this is good work. And it's only 12 episodes long, so I'm kind of happy with that. I'm liking these 12-episode series a lot more than the 24s. So, um, let's see now. But that's, it's great work. Check it out. Kenkai Saiken is on my list for the top for this season. Um, Plastic Memories. Let's go to Plastic Memories because it is in the same same vein as um, as uh, Battleground. Uh, Plastic Memories. What are you thinking? Uh, Plastic Memories. That's the one where it's the guy gets a, he fails his college exam, but he ends up going to this company, and they have these androids that have human emotions called the Giftias. It's it's like an airplane joke that one went over my head. Yeah, it's pretty much guy, you know, he's gets up in the dead end apartment, finds a female giftia, and immediately I'm like, okay, this is sci-fi. It's kind of cool. It looks very reminiscent to um, uh, Crest of the Banner of the Stars. Yes, Banner of the Stars. It's the the design of the uh, giftias is very similar to that, but it's got a whole Chobits feel, and I'm not digging it. Yeah, no, I think, I think, if anything, Kate left that one off the list, because, uh, what do you call it? What is that show that I hate by Peach Pit? Deers, yeah, seen two deers. Yes, yes, it's got a deers feel to it. That's it, exactly. Let's go to the other vampire show, the one which I am just, I was shocked the entire episode, my mouth just dropped the entire one, like, this is a fucked up series, but I love it! Awari no Seraph. I know that one's kind of... Is that from Jump Squared? Uh, it's Wit Studio. I, I meant uh, the manga, I should say. Oh, the manga? I um, can't remember if it runs in Main Jump or Jump Squared. Jump Square, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it was a light I, novel first. Yeah. I should have I remembered that. I think it's one of those tie-in light novels where, like, they... Yeah, it came out same time to, to yeah. even it out. I remember this kind of getting a little bit of buzz before it came out, but since it's a jump squared, that always kind of gets less talk about than something that comes out of main jump. Yeah, but still, it's it's got a brutal opening. That first episode is rough. <laughs> I know Kate was almost interested in watching more of it, even though it has vampires, since she is, you know, basically the girl who does not like vampires. But, kind. Yeah, I know. It's like that, that that could be the title of her autobiography. The girl who didn't like vampires. But uh what I think what really turned her off was this this the preview was like, oh, and they're in school. Yeah. And it does like it doesn't seem to need that angle, so I don't know why they it's obvious that the humans outside are scr- screwed enough 
that they could just have other teenage characters also in the military with him and it not be weird. But it seemed like someone was just like, no, no, got to throw him in a school angle. And they're like, fine, whatever. Yeah, it just, uh, that part, it's shoot in. I mean, the rest of it is amazing. I mean, it's a vampire story, yes. But it's done in a different way. Like, the whole conspiracy behind the virus. I mean, did the vampires release it? Or did someone else release it? Or did they just take advantage of someone else releasing it? Yeah, I mean, it's it seems I compared it to um, I like the Vampire Hunter D novels, mm-hmm. and the whole premise of the Vampire Hunter D when they get into the later novels, they start talking about the the early days after the the, the World War when the vampires were taking people in and they were giving them the deal of you live with us, you'll be safe, you just got to give, and it's very similar to that. It's almost like this is the wake of that, and this may lead into that like the D scenario. And I'm kind of digging that for a post-apocalypse series. I like the design. I love the characters. Yuichiro is a good, strong main character, even though he's super emo. Mm. But he has a legitimate reason why he's emo. It's not like, what's his name from Out Noah Zero, where I'm pretty sure he was certifiably brain dead. Well, I think he was supposed to be, uh, like, definitely on the, the far end of the autistic set syndrome but i definitely get what you're going for there well he was he was asperger's obviously but then yeah. he, got, he got more interesting after the bullet went in his head though season two was much more interesting yeah i i feel like it's a good show i just wish that it didn't tie itself down to the school formula like i think it would have been a much stronger show if it had been like attack on titan and just did not go into that school part i agree maybe later on it will get better the villains i'm really liking because they are sadistic they don't care, and it's not... It's like the Titans, almost. Mm-hmm. But we will we will see where it goes. I'm going to stick Yeah, it's not a show that you should just write off because of that. It is just a show that you should realize, if you're, like, getting into the first part of the first episode, realize that there's going to be a school aspect. I know certain people, the minute they see school aspect, they check out. Yeah, that's, that's it exactly. It does... Um, I don't think there's... And there's only going to be, um, I think this one's 12 episodes also, so I don't think the school aspect's going to be a big part of it. I hope it's not a huge part of it. I hope that eventually, like episode 6, that may go away, like something happens to the school, and then it's just combat. But I'm not going <laughs> to hold my breath. I'm just, we'll see where it all goes. Uh, hopefully he gets revenge, hopefully all the other stuff takes care of itself because I don't want to spoil any of the big things. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, so let's. So from here, let's go to another vampire show, the one which... Uh, why did they come up with this? You know where I'm going with this. Why? Why did they think of Vampire Homes? Why? Oh, man, no! Like, apparently, since we looked at that, it's based on a cell phone game. So automatically should know how what level of quality that's going to be. But apparently the cell phone game actually has a plot with like this vampire serial killer and all that. I mean, it doesn't sound good, but at least it has some kind of structure and plot. I mean, if the game was like um, a Holmes version of Phoenix Wright, that would be kind of cool. I could see that. But the show... <laughs> oh yeah it is just garbage <laughs> yeah just if you're a vampire fan or you're a Sherlock Holmes fan 
avoid it at all costs. You're going to want to just throw it on the... You're going to be like, yeah, delete this, throw, throw the computer away, throw the phone away, throw the iPad away. You don't want it. It's garbage, straight up. So let's get off the vampire kick. We have Renee, which finally came out. I've been waiting for this series because I'm a Rumiko Takahashi fan, and I'm happy. I love seeing that design back, and it's transitioned really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always like this series. I do feel it's a lot more mellow than some of our other series, which mm-hmm. I know turns certain people off. But Kate is actually able to watch this one because Sakura and Renee are very different than her normal kind of standard Takahashi couple. Yes, it's not Ranma and Akane or in different clothing. And Sakura is like totally not jealous all the time. She's kind of unflappable. She reminds me of, from Ranma, she reminds me of Akari. Except mm. she doesn't have the pig obsession. <laughs> she's just there. And she's mellow and she's cool. She's not jealous, she's relaxed. And him, he's... He's just a very original Takahashi character because there's no one... Well, no, there's one character who's that cheap. There's one character who he reminds me of from, from what was it, uh, volume... T- 32 of the series, the cheapskate that's Nabiki's rival. I thought you were going to say that, uh, what do you call it, Rene is gender swap Nabiki. No, 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 this character, <laughs> like, he isn't, a... that, he isn't that devious. <laughs> no, this guy was, like, super cheap. Like, Oh, he... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying he reminds me of him, like, oh my god, that's him. But Rene, I like him. He's he's a funny character, and, like, I love the end of the first episode where he's, like, saying, oh, if you put one yet, and he'll be fine, he'll be fine. You're somebody that, he just puts the side up saying, cheapskates will be cursed, Shinigami. I'm glad that we, we have a Takahashi series out again. Uh, it, it makes me smile. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely fills in that, uh, yokai slot that seems to be, like, the new slot that always has to get filled nowadays. Yes, and unlike Bleach, this is something I'll actually enjoy watching. Even though I like Bleach, I like I liked Bleach. Yeah, sort point, but this one actually, but you know, it's anyway. Um, well, so let's see now. Denpai Kyoshi, uh, it's a series. It's interesting. It's based on a manga where it's about an agoraphobic who's a genius who becomes a teacher. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that one. So yeah, no, it's but it's, it, it seems like from your description that I didn't miss anything. It's a it's a harem series. Oh, okay. Enough said. It's a good harem series, but it's a harem series. There's, it's wash, rinse, repeat. The, the only difference is that this guy's an agoraphobic. So it's almost like the guy from uh, Welcome to the NHK as a teacher with girls throwing themselves at him. No, no. But that, that's, that's a good summation. It, that's it exactly. I don't have to go any further. Then there's Food Wars. Uh, that's another show that I really want to like parts of it, but then I'm like, oh, you went too far. Yeah, it's similar to like Punchline, where it's ninety percent great idea, the ten percent kind of. I still like it. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that it's you have a character who has a goal. He's moving forward. It seems very similar to Addicted to Curry, the plot. Mm-hmm. Yes, someone else who knows that manga. I love that series. Um, but see, he seems. Soma seems really similar to the main character from Addicted Kirk because he has the same goal. His parents disappear and he's trying to kindle that spirit. But I like, I'm liking where it's going, but it does have a lot of issues. I, you know what the problem is? 
because I flipped through the manga, and I think it's unfortunately JC staff. Yeah. Because, like, that whole scene with the tentacles and the girl at the beginning does not happen in the manga. Yeah. It's it's just, they they threw in filler because they don't know what to do. Because, I mean, if you see the original manga, he obviously kind of, once again, like, addicted to curry. It's not like he's, it's not like that manga's hand can't draw sexy girls or won't draw sexy girls. Because he does. And the the parts where people, you know, sample the food is like, ooh, it's so good. Definitely kind of has a little bit of an itchy feel. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not like saying like JC Stapp totally t- took this pure and chaste cooking series and threw in unnecessary sex. The problem is the sex in the manga is about at a 7, maybe going up to an 8, and they just push it up to an 11 in the anime. Yeah, it was... The etchy was... Uh, to, to go with the food quotes, the etchy was a garnish on the plate. Now it's, nope, let's just cover it in etchy. It's now that sauce that you got covered all over it. Kind of ruins the plate, but if you like that, you may like it. I'm, I like the series overall, so I'm but- sticking with it. The food stuff, when he's talking about the food and preparing the food, it's solid. So it's not like there's a bad base. We'll say it's, you got the sandwich, the bread is good, uh, the the meat is good, but you got some, you have a gross sauce on it, and that's the etchy. Yeah, and, and yeah, and like you said, the, the, the character is likable enough. He's a character you can get behind, and, uh. He seems to be working, and like the school seems crazy enough that it kind of has a yatatate Japan kind of crazy food angle to it. Yes, it's just yeah that etchy sauce. They should have JC staff. I've seen you enough. You got to rely on your source material and mm. uh, believe it in a little more. Yeah, they just. I think they're just. Their answer to everything is, let's let's add Etchy. Another example. Uh, let's go to the one I'm actually championing, even though I know it's wrong. Uh, Don Machi. Or Dunjini Dewo Motomero no Machi Gateriero no Doroka. Or, why can't I pick up a girl? <laughs> why can't I pick up a girl in the dungeon? <laughs> uh, the internet and memes certainly love that show. Again, I'm a mythology buff, and I love the fact that it's a universe where the the gods have come down to Earth, and they've started familias, who they go into this myth, this giant dungeon, and they level up in a weird sort of way. And the depictions of the gods are really cool. I mean, Hephaestus, or Hephaestus, she is a girl who walks on a limp, and she has the eye patch. Loki's a troublemaker, even though they make her flat-chested. Our main girl, Hestia... She's the goddess of the hearth, but they make her a poor bum, which that's my one little... I'm like, really? She's the goddess of the hearth. The, the fact she's a little girl makes sense, because no matter what, every time she's depicted, Hestia is just a little girl who's by the fire tending it. But this is... It's still it's a cool series. I like it. I like Bell. He's an interesting main character, but the etchy is there. It's not the level of Food Wars. Mm. It's a, it's a good series. You could see where everything is going a mile away. And I'll say that. Um, the fact that 
Bell, all the girls want him, but he wants the one unobtainable girl. That kind of follows a little bit on the harem trope, a little bit, but still, it's a solid series. It seems very video gamey though, because he does level up a little, like um, in Punch Line when he levels up. Yeah, like you see, like he levels up on his back. It actually has his stats on the butt on his back. That that's cute. It, it's kind of cool. Cool. I'd say check out the first episode if you haven't. You may like it. You may not. Our main character, he has heart. And that's something that you always want in a good main character. Someone who you can actually root behind, even if he's pathetic, even if he sucks. He's got to have that heart. So let's see now. Then you have uh, Ray Ken. Which I feel like, especially since it also has ghosts, I'm like, wait, not Renee. Ray Ken. <laughs> yeah, this is the other one. And Pierre plus... Um, Apparently this is a four coma, so I give it a little bit of slack. A little. Did you get they were trying to push the Yuri angle? Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the original manga? Flip the little one we were looking at it. I'm like, I have. That is a real difference in art style. Like, I mean, I know that usually, you know, anybody who's seen a manga and then seen an anime, you know, they have to change things for ease of animation, but. It, it, it looks like, are you sure that this series is based on that one? Oh, the characters are all the same. Yeah, no. And the stories are all the same, but yeah, I've, I've rarely seen such a radical redesign of the characters. It is a different design, but the series itself, which is the issue, it's got the eerie aspect, it's slice of life, but... The pacing for me... It's, yeah, there was like no hook in the first episode. It is just like, here are things. Alright, see you guys next episode. Oh, they go to the park and play with ghost kids. Yeah, and... I guess they become friends. So you next episode, and you're like, so what's the hook? Yeah, there's no I hook. I wasn't interested in the Yuri aspect, so what else are you going to sell me on? Nothing. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, if... I mean, most series I'll give the five episode rule. See, if you don't hook me in five episodes, because some series, like, I mean, I love Gyrogar from episode one. A lot of people don't like that series for the first 15 episodes. But, you know, if you can't sell me at a certain point, it's not worth it. And this one, just, I don't think it's going to sell it. Yeah, it's just that there is, it is just like a plate of rice. <laughs> and you're like, so you're going to put something on it now? Is it like a basmati right now? Just plain white rice. No, that's it. They're just gonna... Yeah, that's it. I just... Anyway. Oh, I forgot for OVAs. A compatible medical is still coming out. And that is... Or Anime de Wakaru Shinryonaka. That's a very interesting series and disturbing. I love showing at the beginning of panels. This series is about mental disorders. And it teaches you about mental disorders in a really fucked up way in under three minutes. Huh. I didn't know about that. Uh, the first episode's about E.D. Huh. You know, where you need that little blue pill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it goes into schizophrenia, and it's actually, being someone who has a minor in psychology, it really does follow its stuff, and it makes it kind of funny, but you do learn. Yeah, and, um, well, fuck it, we'll go to the end, because... Well, not... wait, I just, there, I just realized there was one show before we go to the end. What do you, which one? Yamada-kun. 
Yes, Yamada-kun. What are you thinking? I like it. I love that series. You know, I think it's really easy to see the character designs, especially of some of the witches, and right off the show as harem show. But I had read Yankee-kun to Megane-chan and loved that series. So I knew that the artists could do really well. And I've been enjoying it. The only, my only real problem with Yam- Yamada-kun is that apparently it's only going to be 12 episodes. Yeah, it's it's a short series. They may pick it up for a second season, though, which I'm, I'd be happy with. But it, it seems like, as far as I can tell, unless they, like, cut out stuff, they're going to, like, end in the middle of a story arc. Um, well... Like I said, maybe, hopefully, they do a second season of it, or it does really well. I mean, what's going to be replacing it, I know, is going to be Robot Girl Z+. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, just, it seems really weird. But, I mean, I love that series. It's really funny. It kind of plays with the whole body swapping and other powers later on. Well, the sequel's coming out, uh, the OVA's coming out, in 18 days, so... Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's just uh, Yamada-kun X uh, Megane-chan. Mm. If you ever read that, like, one-shot manga. Yeah, I have, so... Hopefully it's, it's multiple episodes, but that's me being super optimistic. So, let's go to the last one. I think the greatest thing ever, and I'm thinking you're gonna agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Studio Sugar's newest endeavor. <laughs> Take Inferno Cop... Take kill a kill. Combine the two. And let's see what happens. Uh, Ninja Slayer from Animation. What are your thoughts? I am really surprised that somebody from Cartoon Network has not just thrown money at them to put that thing on Adult Swim because it would just be a perfect fit and make them crazy bank. It it totally would, and it's so ridiculous because you see the opening, and you're like, oh my god, there's actual animation, but then it goes back to Inferno Cop Vision! But then the fights, they're actually fighting, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. They actually improved upon the method. And last year at Anime Next, when we were talking to them, they said they had one hour every week to plan out Inferno Cop. I'm guessing they now have two hours to do this but now they said they had an hour to do inferno cop but they spent 45 minutes playing with action figures now if they got two hours for this does that mean they spent an hour and a half playing with action figures quite possibly do you know this the whole the backstory of the ninja slayer legend (laughs) the story behind the official quote-unquote story of ninja slayer is that as we all know as americans Ninja Slayer is the best-selling comic book in America. Of course, everybody knows that. Of course everyone knows that. And so, this American blockbuster comic is translated by these two rock star American comic artists who love Japan and wrote a ninja story about everything they know about the Japanese ninja story tradition. And the, the version, the light novels in Japan are merely by the work of these anonymous translators who are just bringing Japan America's premier comic, Ninja Slay. Uh, now, I, I remember, I have this recorded on the, uh, on the thing. So the question is, who did write this? 
Was it two American fans? Was it someone mysterious? We will never know. All that matters is killing ninjas and breaking into convenience stores is happening. But I love how it's this Japanese look at America's look at Japan. Like I said, it's Inferno Cop, but weirder. And it you love it. It's just, you go with it. It's like, I showed this to someone who did not understand it. They were scratching their head, and I'm like, you don't get the joke? No? Okay, then. <laughs> Never mind. Because I feel like it's, a, like, these two Japanese guys, like, must have watched, like, American Ninja and said, wow, that is what America thinks of us. That is very strange. We should write a story about that. And it, it seems like a, I want them to make a, a phone video game. But make the video game, like, super streamlined. And that would be the joke. Did I remember correctly? Aren't they making, like, a second Ninja Slayer anime later on? I well, let's find out. Studio Trigger. Ninja Sl- Yes, and it's first thing that comes up. Wait, no, that's something. Yes, uh, by uh, Bradley Bond and Philip Ninja with an Amber Sand Morez. <laughs> Those are the most generic real names ever. Uh, they have two mangas. One was Machine of Vengeance and one was Glamorous Killers. And they're 26 episodes. And Funimation got the rights for an English dub. Ooh. Yeah, I am so seeing this being thrown on, uh, what do you call it, like but Adult Swim. I hope they put on Adult Swim. That would be perfect, especially with some of the crap they have. Uh, so, um, so, yes, that definitely check it out. Watch it. It's awesome and amazing. And for the rest, there's a lot of other stuff coming out for the rest of the of the of the spring but i'd say we've covered a lot i mean we don't yeah, have to yeah. talk about xdx and all this stuff um for last couple things before it's that um is there anything from the summer you're excited about um that you've heard about like aquarion or god eater i mean i actually i never watched the original aquarion but i wa- i watched aquarion evolve and i thought that was really fun so I'm curious to see what this is about. I mean, I feel like they still have uh, what's his face, Shoji Kawamori is still behind Aquarion, um, right? I think so. It's C two C and X Statlight is doing it. I oh, know it's uh, this one's going to be directed by Ichi Sato. Oh. Never mind. So I yeah I don't know, um, but I mean I like the I like the second series. Well, so I'll might, watch it. Um, I mean for next season the only things that I'm really excited for is we're finally getting a re release of Yushio Totoro, an old anime that was an OVA. They're making a TV series. It's like twenty years too late, but I like the series. We'll see how it goes. Um. You got um, Overlord coming out. You have uh, Gankoku uh, Gakuen, which is about these three guys who go to a school and it's like 200 to 1. And they're treated like garbage. Kind of, you know, it's cool school drama. Might be really cool. Um, Gangsta is coming out by Mega Globe. 
That one is a Senin series, so I'm psyched. And the last one, which I'm psyched that I feel very bad that I'm psyched for, Monster Masune. I'm kind of curious to see that game of Lapis, but I don't remember when that comes out. The last thing I am psyched for is we're getting a new Lupin series, and he's a different shirt, which means different theme. Yeah, I thought, was it that, like, at least speculated to be in this season? Because we were all super hyped for that one. And oh. then, like, yeah, then it turned out, no, it's going to be in the fall. Yeah, it's it's Blue Shirt Lupin, and I am super psyched for it. Well, I feel like woman named Fujiko Mine kind of really bred new life into that. Oh, yeah, no, I love the woman named Fujiko. Then the live action came out, and I just watched that, and like I said, when Lupin isn't the main character, and you have three characters who are, like, original just for the movie as your main focus, there's a problem. Yeah, I just kind of write off all those those live action adaptations as, like, not... Like, I've seen a bunch of good ones. Like, I love the, the Moo live action. I love the hentai common live action and the, the Yatterman one's hysterical. Oh yeah, yeah, no, there's some good versions, but I feel like there's they're not there's no way to judge the anime. Oh versions. yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I that I agree hundred percent on. You don't judge the source material on its adaptations. You take it as the whole. And Lupin is Lupin. You don't even though someone said for me to watch the, the Legend of the Gold of Babylon, even though I heard it's terrible. <laughs> I heard that one's just a crazy town. Like, you kind of just have to take that as its own little separate, like, night drug trip. It's pink shirt Lupin, so, well, you know, you know it's going to be completely off the wall. Anyway, I know that the fans are not, are like, what the hell, you guys are done yet? Now we're done now. So guys, let us know what you think. Did you like these do you agree with our assessments of the current run of anime? Do you hate it? Do you think we should cover any of these? Do you think that we're completely wrong? Let us know. You can email me at zansparker.com. Where can they email you, Al? ReverseThieves at gmail.com or just send me a message on Twitter at heswert. Yes, and Domit Sparkin. Facebook, Twitter, you can look us up there. And we'll all be at a con near you. My next con's Anime Next. What's yours? Anyway, next. Cool. I uh, would have been at the Sakura Matsui today, but things. <laughs> there is the, the upcoming thing in Central Park, Japan Appreciation Day. They're going to have some AKB48 people there. Really? What is this? <laughs> I'm looking this up right now. It's like Central Park Japan Day? Japan Day at A New York is going to be May 10th. And... Oh, you got Sayo Iwatate, Ryoka Oshima, Tomo Muto, Haruna Kojima, Rina Hirata, and Reina Nozawa. That's cool. And it looks pretty chill. Yeah, There's going to be food and some like stage shows and like very traditional um, samurai sword stuff. Martial it's, arts demonstrations. Yes, yeah, Samurai Sword Soul from who's at Sakura Matsui. So that's cool. This looks awesome. I'll definitely check this out. I don't know who these EXBG boys, but uh, if you're more interested in the guy side of Japanese music as opposed to AKB, they'll also be there. So, and it's free, other than you know the stuff there to buy. So if you're in the New York area, it's probably yeah. worth at least popping in. 
yeah, definitely check it out. Um, now I'm, I didn't know about this. Now I'm gonna definitely check it out. But yeah, so and I mean, next we'll both be there. What panels are you running? I'm running Precure Party. Well, about over ten years of Precure, which I totally should have mentioned that Go Princess Precure is totally worth watching because it's Utena plus Precure. And that totally sells it because Utena is Utena. Enough said. We need more Athy. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, the girl roommate, who is basically the anti of the show, she is not constantly getting slapped. So, is she really anti at that point? She's, she's, she's anti after the women's movement. I know that just insulted a bunch of our female listeners. I apologize. <laughs> that, that was brash. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is very clear that the people who watch, who made Go Princess Precure love Marisama, Dear Brother, and Utena, and it is totally all over that series. Sounds like a panel to check out. Uh, how long uh, is it? Hour? Two hours? Two it's hours? an hour, and we just talk all about Precure. I'm doing Grand Glorious Gathering of Gundam Gals. I'm going to be looking at the women of Gundam. So from every single series, or are you going to yeah. skip a couple? I'm The only series I'm probably going to skip is Gundam Sea Destiny, because that uh, does not exist. And uh, what do you call it? And if it did, it would clearly assassinate the characters of several really good characters from Gundam Sea. So... I'm not going to do it, but uh, I'll probably hit up all the main series, at least. Now, here's the question. Are you going to be covering my personal favorite, Anil L. from Gundam X? Yes, definitely. I mean, she's from a main series. Or Paulusis. <laughs> oh, d- definitely. I mean, uh, I love Paulusis. Uh, a lot of people hate Gundam X. I like the series. It's good. I mean... Plus, uh, I feel like Gerard Rain. Mm-hmm. That's uh, some of the more well-thought-out love stories in Gundam, as opposed to just side story. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely going to put in Gundam X in there. So, definitely, I'm checking. I'm checking. Oh, definitely check that. So, is there any others, or is it just the two? Uh, we're doing a Penguin Drum panel. Ooh, all you Utena uh-huh. fans, go to see that. It's awesome. And So... We, ba- we basically, at Otakon, we did a themes of Ikahara as a director. Mm-hmm. But we realized that, like, that could have easily been a two-and-a-half-hour panel. So we're just, we're splitting it up, and we're just doing Penguin Drum. Because I feel like a lot of the themes of Penguin Drum are easy to not get, especially if you haven't read certain books from Japan that... Ikahara just assumes everybody has read, like, Night on the Galactic Railroad and Super Frog Saves Tokyo. Like, if you know those things, which we'll introduce, like, Penguin Drum makes 100 times more sense. Well, that series is a mind trip. Still very good series, even though they keep using that same scene over and over and over again. It's like the stairways in Utena. But, like, uh, the panel will explain why it does that and how that adds to the themes. And we're also doing our kind of mid-season new anime for older fans. Nice. But if you're also going to Otakon, there'll be new material on both of them. So the anime next will have new shows, but then when we do Otakon, there'll be a new set of shows that 
has not been in any of the previous ones as well. Cool. So on my end, to complement your anime recommendations for adults, I'm doing my 20 more manga recommendations for Grown Ups panel. All new material, all new stuff, even though I've kept two series. Because those two series, even though they're older, they're like prerequisites. You have to, if you're an adult, read these. And there's new material for it. So even though we haven't gotten the new material and we're never getting the new material... Sadly. So you're just going to have to go through the Methods Network? I mean, like, one of the series, and just as little slight spoilers, one of the series I'm talking about is a series called Red Eyes. United States never got it, but it's released in France, in Spain, in Germany, in Italy. We never got it. I got a hold of a copy in, in Spanish, and I had to translate it. It's good manga. I was about to say, look, stuff manga coming out in France is, like, no big deal because they get, like, so much manga. But when it comes out in all those other countries, I think that's when it really says something. Like, look how much of the rest of Europe that isn't France got it. There's got to be something about this. Yeah, but, I mean, the fact I understand why we didn't get it. I mean, the first step to issue, you have a young boy going to one of the main characters with a box saying, he offered me chocolate if I give you this box. And you can guess what's in the box. It's about war, so you kind of can guess. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dark. Puppies. Yes, puppies and kitties. Um, speaking of puppies and kitties, our, we have our late night panel going on, which is going to be under the bed. Manga, horror in manga and anime. We have a lot of scary titles, which you may not think of. And to top it off, the main crux of this, there will be no talk of vampires. Because you can throw a rock into a, a forest and you hit a freaking vampire. In most manga, so there are there are no vampires in this panel, and yet he is able to fill an hour. Yes, See how it is done. Yes, it is. Even though I'm debating about taking out the one zombie manga or one of the two zombie mangas I have in there, because zombies may be the same thing. Yeah, it seems like for a while I remember like all the like Ash John kind of like ask. A, you know, anime expert panels were like, man, zombies are so big in the U.S. Why doesn't Japan have any zombie stuff? And everybody would come up with all these explanations why. And then I feel like two years later, Japan then just was like, zombies? We love them! And then just, yeah. Yeah. It was just a delay in the zombie boon more than anything else yeah i was gonna just make it all junji ito but that's you know i couldn't get in my uh gigigino kintaro which i'm still trying to find a clip for (laughs) i can't get a good copy of the new episode one of the new series can't find it but i digress and then finally a staple to anime next apparently it's still popular and people love it but i'm talking about that one that only the insane manga challenge uh, trivia game show which I release as a podcast afterwards you can prove your manga and now anime knowledge to win prizes we give away full anime series full manga series I'm giving away t-shirts and the coveted insane manga challenge trophy which we actually have a trophy for you and if you ask Evan and a couple of people from a couple of years ago we do want and a Twitter people there too to play and see if they could prove their superiority <laughs> So everybody, come on down. Have fun. We're going to have fun. It's going to be really cool, even though it's not the 18+. plus. The 18+, plus has been waitlisted. 
but it's general admission. Uh, besides that, I'm also running the 21 plus meetup, but that's something else. That's just us, us adults meeting up, so we don't have to hang out with those damn kids. And uh, so certain beverages can be consumed among people who can consume them legally. Exactly, and it's you know just it's always also not to not to knock our younger fans, not to knock you guys, but I mean we're older. Sometimes we want to talk about stuff. <laughs> And deal with peers our own age. And so I've given an opportunity for that. Even though some people just want to go there and drink. And then go to their hotel room and drink. And then go to back to their hotel room and drink. I have stories behind that. Anyway, we're done uh, with that story. But um, anyway, I guess that's it. We've been babbling for two hours. <laughs> Alright. I think uh, people got it. What do you call it? I finally got into work after their commute. Oh yeah, you definitely get onto your commute, or if you listen to this on an overnight, hope you guys are entertained. Uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Definitely check out Speakeasy Podcast at reversethieves.com, and you can find our podcast at www.spirekin.com and on iTunes, apparently. Um, catch you guys next time, and I'm Gonsville. See you next time. Good night! Don't worry, 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 don't worry